We are streaming. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of the Vols Deep podcast. We're trucking right along. The weeks are going by fast. These episodes are going by fast. 24 days until it's football time in Tennessee. That's crazy, honestly. We're getting there. It feels like it outside the past couple of days. It's getting to be football weather kind of early. It feels good. I can't wait. It does. Falls feel in good. the air, smell grass. It's, you know, it's going to be awesome here in about 24 days. As always, we have Corbin Rogers here with us. How you doing, Corbin? Doing uh, hard, I reckon. Been working a lot this past week. Had the NATO 23 come through and been in Nashville all weekend, so kind of wore out. You know what? On that, on that note, Luke, we want to say a special thank you to all the, the linesmen, the power crews, the road crews, everyone that's been out working in these uh, tough conditions, getting the power back on for, for everyone, not just here locally, but all throughout Tennessee and the southeast. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, very, very lucky for the for the linemen and everybody that's been been in this mess. Um, the DJ, the legend, the Spur, is with us again this week. How you doing, man? Better than I deserve. You know, my back's a little sore for carrying this belt around all week, but uh, you know, I think one more week will be just fine for me. It's getting heavy. It's getting heavy. In 23 days, we'll be en route uh, to the state capitol, getting ready to throw down, baby. Uh, Getting ready for the Virginia Cavaliers every year. I try to be consistent with the 100-day countdown. But this year it's flew by so far. Um, it seems like the, just yesterday we was making a, making a podcast and talking about, you know, players 99 through, you know, 90 or whatever, and, and here we are. Speak for yourself. It's taking forever to get to football season. I just hope the season goes by slower than, than how this countdown's been so far. Um, we're excited to be here, excited to do another episode. We have a lot to talk about today in the Tennessee sports world. Our topics for today will be a discussion about the brand new coaches poll that come out Monday. As always, there's drama, controversy within that poll. Um, we have another giveaway for you all towards the end of the show. We'll ask a trivia question, and the first one who gets the answer right in the comment section will win a $25 gift card to Vol Shop. MLB Tops baseball cards, vintage Tennessee football cards, and some decals. Um, pretty good giveaway. Excellent giveaway. I got a pretty good question for him tonight, too. So, Robin Sheldon can't win. He's a Florida fan. Just want to put that out there. Have the Google machines ready. Tennessee football has been on the practice field for a week now. They scrimmage tomorrow. Um, we're going to tell you who all is looking 
the best so far, who's overperforming, who we may see on the field more than we might have expected. Um, we have some very good news involving Tennessee baseball. A couple players are coming back for another season. So super exciting news for Tony Vitello's baseball team. We have all seen uh, the Jalen Hyatt social media takeover lately. Um, we kind of talked about that a little last week, but we've got more comments from Jalen Hyatt as well from comments from NFL legend regarding another Tennessee wide receiver, Cedric Tillman. Um, the Tennessee basketball team has been overseas playing a little international round ball. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what they've been doing over there. As always, we have the duel. Uh, Corbin was the reigning champ for, for how long? 63 days. Still the most days in history. That title belt right there. Longest reigning champion of all time. Nobody can touch me. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm getting that thing back tonight. He's Don't you worry about it. Speaking about the past, because the only one that matters is a current champ. Spank, uh, he finally won one with the fan vote. vote. Uh, he didn't get to keep the title long. Spur won the belt. Last week, uh, he probably got like 80% of the votes. Uh, Speaking of Spank, you know, it's kind of quiet in here tonight. kind of like it. <laughs> Peaceful. Uh, so later on, we'll see who's victorious in the duel. We have start bench cut, which is one of my personal favorites. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And remember our giveaways. Uh, thank you to the Fairview Union, our friends that provide the great music for our podcast. We'll hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checkerboard The big orange is back It's a fact Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud Send a message to the crowd Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Ball Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student-athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student-athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange! And we're back. Next, we've got the recap. Um, welcome back to episode 13. Uh, we're coming to you live from Vols Deep Studio. Corbin and Spur with me tonight. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. If it's working, TikTok is not working. Uh, make sure y'all share this out to your sports friends. Tag your sports friends. Give us some likes, uh, please. 
Send us some stories on Facebook, comment, like, share, subscribe, everything. Tell your friends. We're trying to grow here, and this is a we want this podcast to be successful, make us the biggest podcast in East Tennessee. Let's go. Let's do That's it. right. The only thing you're not getting is going to be uh, Corbin's OnlyFans, but we'll give everything else out to you. Uh, let's start our recap with some Tennessee football practice reports. They've been practicing for a week today. Full pads now, scrimmage tomorrow. A lot of veteran players looking good. Um, a lot of young players looking good. A lot of veteran players that look a lot, you know, improved from last season. Um, we're just going to throw out some names that that you know are creating a lot of buzz in in fall camp so far. Let's start um, with defense. Um, senior defensive back Danico Slaughter, senior transfer from BYU defensive back Gabe Judy Lolly, senior defensive back Kamal Haddon. Mm-hmm. So right there, three defensive backs. So so that's great news. Um, if you've kept up with the Tennessee defense at it's all, it's a bit of position of need, and it looks like that we're going to get some depth there. And you know, we just mentioned one transfer, but we got a couple more on this list coming up. And the transfer portal has been very very friendly to the Vols this season. Oh, yeah. Gabe from BYU. This is what we was expecting from him. Yep, yep. He's he was at Vanderbilt before BYU, and um, he's been good everywhere he's been. So. Glad, glad to have him here. Um, next on the list, true freshman linebacker Arion Carter. No surprise there. Um, Arion, true freshman. He's a man out there. Um, he's special. You, if you look at him, you would think he was a, a junior or a senior. Looks like a junior or a senior. He's huge. Um, senior defensive lineman Elijah Simmons. Excited to keep hearing his name. Um, we just need a big year from him. He's been, he's been banged up pretty much his whole time here. So, super excited to uh, – for him to have a big year. Senior transfer linebacker Keenan Peely from BYU as well. More than likely going to be uh, your starting linebacker with Aaron Beasley, which we needed. We needed a little, you know, leadership, and he was a two-time team captain at BYU. Just, just makes me wonder, BYU come to Neyland Stadium a couple seasons back, and now we have two of their starters going to be starting for us. So kind of makes you wonder. They got a taste of the atmosphere and just said we want wanted, some more. Yeah, wanted some more. Uh, senior defensive back, or star position, I, I should say, Tamarian McDonald. True freshman defensive back, Jordan Matthews. More defensive back, so that, that's big thumbs yeah. up for me. Uh, sophomore defensive end, James Pierce Jr. Highly touted coming in last season. Four-star across the board. I think he was like the number one player out of the state of North Carolina. But um, anyway, he's put on a lot of size, and he looks very good. Also from the defensive side of the ball, senior defensive lineman Roman Harrison. Um, it seems like he's been here forever. It does. Um, but he's 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 got great. I mean, great stats. Um, a lot of shining moments for him. You know, I, when he puts it all together, which they say he's he's pretty much has. I think he's going to be great. Um, sophomore linebacker Elijah Herring, um, stud. He's put on a lot of size as well. Um, he's just he's just a monster. I we you know I think he's projected to be second string, but he's gonna be he's gonna be playing a lot of football. And then the last defensive player everybody's talking about is freshman defensive back Ricky Gibson the third. Um, heard things over and over again about Ricky Gibson the third. Uh, there may be more, but those are the names I personally keep hearing from the defensive side of the ball. Overall thoughts. It, it excites me to see so many defensive names on a on a list of who to watch for, and and it's been a uh, you know 
defense has been the, the Achilles heel, so to speak, for Tennessee last season. So they can step up and have a high-quality SEC defense this year. Watch out for the Vols. I definitely think uh, it's going to be a big turnaround like compared to the past defense come this year. And let's just be honest with our high, high, high-tempo offense. Our defense is on the field an awful lot. So seeing some depth, guys that can come in off the bench and, and play some valuable minutes will be un, uh, invaluable to the Vols. Be well-conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's no secret what our weak spot was last year and the year before that. Um, honestly, it's been a long time since Tennessee's had a really good secondary. You notice just across the board. So any anytime you hear a positive defensive back news, um, you know, it's going to be good. On the offensive side of the ball, Jalen Wright, junior running back, man, he's put on a lot of size. Man, Corbin met him. It's probably been five, six weeks ago. He is – he's big, man. Have you seen the, the his jersey picture? Yeah. He's a man among boys, even on the Tennessee team. So He's a monster. Looks, looks a lot like Derrick Henry did yeah. in his college <laughs> days. I don't want to compare him to Derrick Henry, but whew, he's a beast. Yeah, he's jacked. Uh, junior wide receiver, another transfer from Oregon, Dante Thornton. Great news, um, all you know, all camp from him. They said today on the radio that they did you hear that I they did. clocked him at Oregon at like twenty four point three or twenty four point yeah. six miles an hour, um, and that was game speed. Um, that was so. But, I don't know. That'll be nasty, man. He's he's six five, so we'll see. The road, the wide receiver rotation is going to be nasty. We got like, we got four potential first or second round NFL draft picks at wide receiver. It's insane. It's, it's just crazy. Um, senior quarterback Joe Milton looks extremely accurate. Nothing but positive news. So anytime you hear positive news from your quarterback, you know uh, that's good. True freshman Nico E. Amaliava. Man, I done that good. You've done, uh, you sound great, right. great news here. Um, he just he just looks to be ready. He's put on twenty pounds since he came here. So that's been the biggest question: is is can he handle SEC defense hitting his smaller frame? So put some weight on him, you know, let him get some experience, and next year it's all his. Agreed. Senior wide receiver Brew McCoy. Um, he's lost weight, fully healthy. They said he was banged up, you know, a lot last year, but. I know there's, I haven't really I didn't really put this in the talking points or anything, but can you believe there's 49 players on the Blinikoff watch list and Tennessee has zero players? What? How? N- none. I bet that changes by halfway through the year. With this offense, how? Like, yeah. put me in this offense and I should be on the watch. Unless they're just going to say, you know, Tennessee won it last year. We're going to. Make sure that they don't win it again this year. Uh, I guarantee you they'll have uh, Harrison Jr. Oh, I can't, oh, yeah. I guarantee you he'll win. Freshman athlete right now, running back Cam Seldon. Dude's a freak. Um, he's going to be a star here. He's another player that just doesn't look like a true freshman. He looks like he's, I mean, ready to <laughs> ready to go to the mm-hmm. draft right now. Um, not going to be able to say this right, but freshman tight end, Emmanuel Okoye. Uh he played only three games Okalay. Okay. Yeah. Uh Okalay, only, yeah. only three games of organized football. Um it's been said he could be the most talented tight end of all time if he puts it together. He was the four star athlete from the NFL Academy. Had to come up with a nickname well, for he's him. He's from overseas, correct? 
Yes. Yeah, he's from overseas. Um, yeah, played in only three games of organized football, and they – yeah, he's a you – know, Sometimes you can, you know, mold that raw talent into what you want them to be. So experience it in everything. So he's learned the very basics of football now. Agreed. Uh, freshman – oh, sorry, off point. Uh, senior offensive tackle, Jeremiah Crawford. He looks great, man. Um a lot of people thought that that Gerald Mincy might lock down that left tackle spot just from a – Mincy's more physical gifted, you know. As far, I mean, he looks like an NFL lineman, but, I mean, man, Jer- I think Jeremiah Crawford is, is going to, you know, I think he's going to have a starting spot. I, I have no doubt in that. Mm. I didn't have no doubt in it before, to be honest with you. I, did, I didn't either. That was just kind of the, the rumor mill churning, you know. Uh, senior John Campbell, transfer from Miami, offensive lineman. Great news from him. Um, uh, you know, anytime you talk about Darnell Wright replacement doing good, you know it's going to – because that's been a big question mark. Um, red shirt freshman Caleb Webb made some great catches, good speed. I think we're going to see him on the field uh, more than people expect. Freshman wide receiver Nathan Laycock, another Tennessee player just that just is way above where he's supposed to be right now. And the last Tennessee offensive player that's looking really good one weekend is senior transfer tight end McAllen Castle. He is huge, man. He's a stud. It excites me. It's, a, it's finally a, a tight end that's going to be able to run routes. You know, Preston Fett was good last year. I think Castle's maybe an upgrade from that, and Fett was excellent, so. Yeah, Fant, I lo- what I love so much about Fant is you could just put him anywhere on the yeah. field, you know, this fullback. Or, of course, he was when he came in, he was recruited as a running back, so he kind of had yeah. that uh, intangible. You got Jalen Wright running the ball, Castles at tight end, and then you spread out three to four wide receivers. Man, who's going to stop it? Not to mention the speed that Joe Milton has. He can take off and run himself. Yeah, I've seen some videos of Joe um, – you know, the play actions and RPOs and, st- man, he, he looks good. He looks quick. A lot yeah. quicker than – he just got to realize he's uh, he's way bigger I, than defensive back and just lower your shoulder, you're going to be a good dude. I wouldn't want to be standing on the tracks when that train's coming through. I would not. Um, okay, next thing, great news if you're a Tennessee baseball fan. Kirby Connell, Tennessee baseball pitcher, the famous mustache, uh, has announced he's coming back for another year to play for Tony Vitello. Also, the baby-faced assassin announced he's coming back to play for the baseballs as well. Zane Denton, thoughts on this? I'm glad Kobe's coming back. Uh, I was kind of critical on him this year. I guess I was kind of just critiquing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I'm glad he's coming back. It's uh, He's good to keep players for us, I will say that. Zane Denton had arguably the most exciting couple of home runs this season for the Vols, so. Glad that he's back. He, he, he's got that baby face. Everybody likes him. He's got a great attitude and clearly loves to give a baseball and brings it all for UT. Anytime you can bring back players like this, it's great. Leadership is obviously, a, you know, a big point here. I knew, I knew Kirby would come back. I've got a kind of a source that told me that a long time ago, but Denton kind of surprised me. I didn't think Denton could, and I'm not sure why. I just didn't think he could come back. Um. Last, well, he did. We're good. Yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Loopholes. <laughs> uh, last year's Tennessee star wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. We talked about him last week too, but he's nonstop in the headlines, nonstop highlight videos on social media, every platform there is. 
Recently, he got asked about his goals, his own expectations going into his rookie year. He says he plans to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Love the confidence. I wouldn't bet against him either. I said, I was saying on the show a month and a half ago about what he's doing up there. So, I think it's great confidence to have. I hope he comes out of the gates, just uh, becomes a story in the NFL. And his success can only help Tennessee's recruiting. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have – You've got to have confidence. You've got to have goals. Or I mean, why play? We, we've we've heard rumors going around that, that they're wanting to change some rules from the college level to kind of stop our spread offense from being so wide out. They say that our receivers can't run routes. Well, Jalen Hyde's proven that wrong already in just a couple weeks of camp in the NFL. And Cedric Tillman's look look you know really good, good too. I love seeing him and John Kelly on the field at the same time. Though yeah. they're not. Think about it is too. I mean, you come in the NFL and you coming from Tennessee, not just Tennessee, but like a, you know, everybody looks at us a different way than they do, like a Michigan and Ohio State and something like that. And uh, it's kind of a chip on your shoulder in, in, a, in a way. And we'll get that in just a second with uh, Tillman. We are becoming wide receiver you again. Oh, for sure, 100%. Uh, more Tennessee football news. Former wide receiver Cedric Tillman, NFL legend and Hall of Famer Randy Moss spoke up and had some serious words about Cedric Tillman. Moss said, quote, Tillman is the best young receiver to enter the National Football League in the last 15 years, and it's not even close. Every NFL owner should be pissed off at whoever looked past this guy multiple times. That's some high praise coming That's from high. someone who knows what he's talking about. Super high praise. That Man, that puts a target on you a little bit. You know, He's going to be on, on a You Got Moss before long. <laughs> that's big shoes to fill. That's still a thing. That's still a thing. You're going to get mossed later in this duel. I think nah. he's, he's going to be very successful with the Browns, though. I think he's going to fit that system well. I wish he played for somebody other than Cleveland. Yeah, don't we all? Just, I mean. Sorry, Cleveland fans. <laughs> I don't think there's many. Uh, Tennessee basketball has been overseas in Italy for a little basketball tour. Uh, great bonding experience for them. It was cool to see all the videos of them doing, like, the team-building type activities. Uh, game one, they blew out Lithuania. Uh, U21, I'm guessing that is a, a team in, you know. Under 21 years old, so. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't go back to my, my high school uh -huh. days or Little League days. All right, well, they beat them 97-57. Game two, Tennessee won 116-90. Tennessee shot 49% from the field, 43% from the three-point line. They had nine turnovers during the two exhibition games. Um, a lot of scoring, man, a lot of scoring. Uh, Adu looked really good. He racked up 19 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Dalton, you want to pronounce that? Is it his neck? Close enough. Uh the the transfer um he, he man he like he likes to take it to the rim he can knock down threes um 19 points for him toby awaka awaka 16 points for him nine rebounds mayshack seven points santiago bescovy 19 points josiah had 10 points uh josiah he, lo he looked really good too and dj jefferson had six points so way too early basketball news but um uh, you know you can't put a whole lot of thought or juju on this but uh just exciting news to see them kind of bonding and, and well, you know looking good it's nice to see blowout wins instead of uh close wins or defeats we'll take it 
good practice in the off season too. Absolutely, yeah, for it's, sure. it's more practice and practice inside of a, a gym just together with each other. And I've seen some highlights. So those uh, those basketballs, they look like grown men out there. Oh, they look, yeah, very mature. To, you know, that's yeah. a veteran team for the most part. Luther, how do you say that? Luther, India. Lithuania. Lithuania. <laughs> Liechtenstein. I just feel like, what is that, like Russian or something? Uh, not, I know it was in Italy, but you are uh, really. It's not not Russia like, yet. I, I, they hadn't taken over I that I feel like yet. they're all like seven foot tall blockhead guys out there just playing basketball. Smoking cigarettes <laughs> as they come into the mafia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ralph, well, last thing before we hit some comments, before we go to the break, um, Former Tennessee linebacker Juwan Mitchell has been dismissed from yet another team. Started off at Texas, was very good at Texas. He was their leading tackler there. Uh, he transfers to Tennessee. Um, very good on the field when we got to see him, um, but a lot of drama in the locker room, apparently, uh, him and Jeremy Banks. Uh, we can go back to South Carolina game, but I don't really like thinking about that. It's not um, but he's been dismissed from Arizona State after just one week with the program. Uh, he was asked to leave the Tennessee program after last year, and here he is again leaving another program. Just, uh, I don't know, it just makes you wonder what all really was going on. I mean, obviously Tennessee was pretty desperate at that position. I mean, I'm, I don't know, John Mitchell was good, but you just can't have that going on in the locker room. Unfortunately, sometimes guys get in their own ways. Yeah. It kind of sure. paints Jeremy Banks in a different kind of light now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't – I don't. I just – I still don't know about that game. Like, that's just a game I'd rather forget. But Arizona State, they've had a lot of problems here in the past couple of years. There's there's a lot of things that go on in locker rooms that, that us casual folks aren't privy to, and, and we'll never know. We'll never know the full story between Jeremy right. Banks and Mitchell. And not that we need to know either. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just glad Tennessee kind of handled the problem, and you know, and I've got I've got my own personal thoughts on Jeremy Banks, and they're they're pretty positive due to a thing that he done for a family member of mine. So I wish them both the best. I hope Mitchell can get his head on straight and gets a fourth chance somewhere. It'll probably be a Division two school at this point, though. Uh, before we hit the break, Aaron Case, thank you for for the comment on YouTube. Go Big Orange. What's up, Robin? Uh, Douglas said he's looking forward to the scrimmage tomorrow. Thank you for listening on YouTube. Thank you, Douglas. What's up, Justin? He says Thornton and Brew will be uh, be in beast mode this year. 100% agree with you there. And and Paul on Facebook, uh, I just want to say, you know, we did beat Florida this past season, and we're going to again this year. I'm not seeing that. Oh, I do see that now. Uh, Marty says, go Vols, go Vols, Marty. Let's um, go. Tony says he's not sold on the offensive line, his biggest concern on offense. He says if McCullough plays, he's concerned about safety. Um, I'm not really concerned about the offensive line, honestly. The biggest – I mean, I think we're going to be fine. I really do. I think we find offensive line. I mean, line. Darnell Wright is irreplaceable, but I think we're going to be just fine. Safety is a concern no matter what because yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's safety. always a concern no matter who's out there. Yeah, anybody in the, in the secondary, I believe, you know, it, I mean – you can take up for them if you want to, but they kind of deserve what they – but at the same time, the depth was awful. I mean, we was playing walk-ons against Alabama, so you got to keep stuff like that kind of – And our defense was on the field 100 snaps a game. Tony also says Josiah Jordan-James is terrible. I disagree with that 
thoroughly disagree. 100%. Um, Paul says Tennessee will never beat Florida. You all are way better off forfeiting and staying home eating a bowl of mayonnaise. Uh, that don't really make any sense. Y'all probably not even going to... Uh, mayonnaise and a hot dog, that's what's at. He says he wants to dip the Kyle Bush fan's index finger into a jar of pickle juice and then <laughs> suck on it. All right, we're going, to the, we're going to the break. We'll be right back. Hit you got the a fan, Corbin. His the, name is Corbin Rogers. You can yeah. look him up on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Instagram. Hey, He's I, a former dual champion. You want to pay some money, I'll make, an, I'll make an OnlyFans. Hit the like button for us. Share it out. We'll be right back. We're going to break down um, the coaches' poll, top 25. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. 
I, I like them at 25. It adds another top 25 opponent to Tennessee schedule. Uh, I've been critical, very critical of uh, old Jimbo and Texas A&M. <laughs> uh, I guess start out top 25, that's how it usually goes. We'll just see if they stay there. I don't believe they're going to stay in top 25, to be honest with you. $90 million contract and ranked number 25 in preseason. I'm, I've been saying it, and he is not going to make it through that contract. He's going to be very rich to do nothing here next season, I think. I mean, with with the players, with the roster, they should be a top, be a top 10, 10 team. Top yes, 10 easily. easily. Yeah. The talent's there. Um, I personally would, would have wanted to see him earn it, but I'm I'm not surprised here. Um, I think – I think bringing bringing the offensive coordinator in Texas A&M is going to be better, but I don't think they deserve the preseason twenty five after last year. Number twenty four, Texas Tech. Funny that Texas Tech is ranked just one spot ahead of Texas A and M in this mm-hmm. poll. I don't know much about Texas Tech. To be honest with you, uh, Big Twelve school probably win some guy. Texas Tech, they usually go about, what, 8-5, and 9-3, and three, something like that. They've had some bad years, but they usually have more good years lead to bad years. So, that's probably about right for them. They're, they're a mid-team. They'll be right there about 20 to 30 all year. And they'll win some games, make a, a decent bowl game. To me, like, it's what it – I don't know. They're kind of one of them teams to me that they just kind of throw in there to – even out the, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they won't be good. It's whatever for me. I don't really care either way with with Texas Tech. I do think though, you know, like the UTSA and Arkansas, they belong, you know, more than they do. Um, twenty three Tulane. Man, Tulane was was awesome. It was that very team last good. year. I don't know what they bring back from that team that they had last year, but they are clearly very well coached. I have a good friend. It's an alumni from Tulane, and Ted Bassett. He went down there to Cotton Bowl. And said it was like winning the Super Bowl when they beat USC. So I, I like Tulane at twenty three. Could they be higher? Possibly, but again, I have no idea what they return. What they're bringing the back, season. right? I agree with Spo. Uh, Tulane was awesome last year, and I do b- believe they do deserve to be top twenty five. I will say that just from what they done last year, and I'm sure they bought back. Not all, but I'm sure they bought back most because they're not losing players to the NFL like other teams or like high-caliber teams. I will say I'm very, very happy that we played Clemson and not Tulane in a bowl game last year. I uh, am too. Just the just the brand, you know. Just, just the yeah. brand. And, and you know, we got we was rumored to go to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. And I'm like, oh, man, it's a long ways, number one. Number two, to play a non-Power 5 school like Tulane. At the same time, though, it tickled me pink to see Tulane beat USC. Oh, I loved it. I, I hate you. I hate USC. You, you know, Tulane. T- they that's a that's one of those teams that plays with a lot of heart. Like yeah. such an underdog, and they got a cool story with them and everything. They got a lot of history, a lot of history at Tulane. Uh, they was actually an SEC school back in the day. One of the first SEC schools. A lot of people may not know that, but they was one of the early SEC schools. Yeah, I'm good with Tulane here as well. Good team. Anxious to see. You know, we spent a lot of time with Tulane. Year. Ain't Tulane a former SEC champion? There's a team like that, but I'm not sure if it's Tulane. But I know what you're getting at with it. I think it's Tulane. They, had a, they had a big game against LSU. Hold up. Big I think Tulane's game. got more SEC championships than South Carolina does. <laughs> <laughs> 22 Ole Miss. Oh, Lane Kiffin. They got to put him somewhere. 
Well, I was going to put him at 22. Uh, they'll be another eight-win team just like they always are. Uh, oh, Ole Miss? Yeah. Don't, I think they should have been higher. Don't upset really? somebody. I really do. Uh, I'm a believer in Lane Kiffin. And uh, I'm a believer in him. Do I believe he's going to leave after this year and go elsewhere? Possibly Florida, somewhere else. Alabama. bigger, A bigger team. Alabama. That's where he's going. Man, I hope not. But uh, I don't know about that one right there. But I do believe Ole Miss will be better than what you think they will be. Yeah, I'm not surprised Ole Miss right here. I think they probably finish somewhere around this spot as well. Yeah. It's just kind of the – I don't know. That's kind of the lame thing to do, it seems. 21. Hold, hold up. Lane. We got a two-lane stat here. <laughs> Tulane is a three-time SEC champion. You're right. I knew they, there I knew they, there was a school like time. that, but I couldn't think of it. They who, clearly have more than South Carolina. <laughs> Host. Man, I'm gonna use that on Twitter. Man. Wait, oh, wait man. till wait till the next South Carolina fan <laughs> I see on Twitter. They're gonna be like, Tulane's got more SEC championships than you do. Uh huh? twenty twenty one Wisconsin. Wisconsin always seems to be in the top twenty five. No matter what they do, they're always gonna be they remind me of the old Nebraska, even though Nebraska's falling off. But I consider Wisconsin and Nebraska just about the same. Might be their colors. I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about Wisconsin this year coming in. But you know, Wisconsin always has one heck of a line. That's defense and oh, they, offense. They, yeah, they, they're good up front. They're good in the trenches. And uh, big corn-fed boys. Corn-fed football. They play, and Wisconsin's always not a bad team. I think uh, they may should have been higher. I'm I'm always used to Wisconsin, like every year, the what, either top 10 or top 15, one or the other. And they always end up blowing it, of course. But they're very always a very good football program. But I think they have a new coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've got – I'm kind of with you on that, so I'm going to say that they are overrated just because of that reason. Um, that's that's my thing. They're always, I don't know, they're just one of them teams everybody talks about, and they end up not doing anything. It's that Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, they're always. Yeah, yeah, it's that little, that little triangle yeah. right there. Um, number 20, we've got North Carolina. Uh. North Carolina, uh, I'm not believing North Carolina football at all. We've saw North Carolina football be ranked so many times to start a season before, and they've always right off the gate every single time. Uh, I can't cuss, so I guess uh, crap the bed. And uh, Mac Brown's the coach, and what's he in his second season with North Carolina now? Maybe his third. It's something like that. I. He's at the end of his uh, coaching career, and uh, I don't see North Carolina doing too much, to be honest with you. They got a star wide receiver, uh, but they're they're not going to get past Clemson or Florida State in the ACC this year. They're they're third best team at best. Apparently, Miami, Florida too. Oh, in Miami, Golly. I kind of like this ranking for North Carolina. I believe I, I really like Drake May. Um, I'm like you; they're not going to do anything crazy, but I think. I think, is, I think North Carolina will be, you know, they'll be solid, I think, yeah. um, overall. Um, 19, the Sooners of Oklahoma. It's kind of low for Oklahoma. Mm. Kind of low. 
Especially by joining the SEC. That's the lowest they've been to start a season in how long? Years. Lost a lot of talent. You know, I, I think this is a fair ranking for Oklahoma. They're not the Oklahoma of old right now. I think they're overrated. Um, not a good year last year. One of those teams that, like, Corbin always gets the benefit of the doubt. It's a brand name. No matter what. There. Yeah, so so for me, they're too high. Um, number 18, Oregon State. This one uh, kind of shocks me, but it doesn't shock me because at the end of the season last year, Oregon State was firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. especially that last regular season game of the season whenever it was uh, – what what was that game on the line that last – uh, they was playing Oregon. And what was it? Oregon goes to the Pac-12 championship or whatever it was, something like that. Oregon State was down by like 30 points with like three minutes going third quarter. And I changed the channel. And I put it back on. There's like seven minutes going in the fourth quarter. And Oregon State's leading. And I'm like, what the heck's going on over here? And then they went to the bowl game. And I was like, what is Oregon State doing over here? Yeah, I'm going to – I think I think Oregon State's too high. I, I like them. I, I think they do belong. You know, have a top twenty-five spot. But I think really, you think they belong in the top twenty-five? I do. I think, but between twenty and twenty-five is where I would probably put them. And but you just don't know what you're going to yeah, get with them. It's so it's, early. It's, yeah, it's it's hard to. I don't know. Fifteen to twenty-five. You know, draw a card. So seventeen, Kansas State. Not a believer yet. They're going to have to prove it to me yet again. Kansas State. Uh, Big 12 school. Hasn't really been relevant, but just like last year, since 2003. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know nothing about Kansas State. Bum-ass Big 12 school. I'm going to go out on a limb and – I, I'm like Spur, they're going to have to prove it, but I kind of like them for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I just got this gut feeling. Um, Wildcats. I, I kind of like it. Uh, number 16, the Horn Frogs, T- TCU. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. They have fallen for sure. It, you know, their brand name hadn't helped them any in this poll, but from – Playoffs of sixteen. What's the what's the lowest a team has ever dropped after playing the national championship? Uh, a lot, my goodness, they lost a lot of players. They did lose a lot. I'm just curious though. Yeah. Like, uh, who was that one team that went like a BS way a few years ago? Uh, kind of like a TCU, Washington, mm-hmm. Washington, because I think they didn't start out ranked the next year. Let's see. Yeah, we're not getting a lot of – my comments ain't coming through, but we will hit you all in just a second. Uh, number 15, Oregon. That's about right for Oregon. About right? Yeah. I'm going to talk 15. I'm good with it. Yeah, I think – I'm good with it. This is just another one of the teams that, like, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what they have, they're going to be, like, you know. They're bringing the quarterback far, back this year. Yeah, they? yeah for the yeah. 25th straight year, Bo and Nicks. As far as the Pac-4 teams go, it is it's Bo my Nicks. favorite Pac-4 team. But Bo Nix has been playing college football for like so long. <laughs> remember, does anybody remember that Georgia kicker that had the glasses? 
from a few years ago. Blankenship. He, look, he played college football for like 20 years. Like I was in like elementary school, it seems like, and I've graduated high school, and then I was out of high school for like eight years, and he was still at the University of Georgia, it seemed like. continue to play college football style when he went to Indianapolis and got kicked off the team? Well, I think he got hurt. Uh, last time I looked, he got a head injury, so <laughs> – um, number fourteen, we've got Utah. Very low. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on Utah. Yeah, um, Utah and USC. I can't wait for it. Um, Utah away. Uh, Utah very low. They got a heck of a team. And uh, the past two years, it's been phenomenal for them, and they've still got most of them players. And they are very, very, very well coached. Ah, you got mail. do got mail. Yeah, I got them too low as well. Definitely deserve a top ten spot for me. I think Utah's going to be good. I think they're going to steamroll Florida uh, as well. Um, Number 13, Corbin's favorite team, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Rudy. Notre Dame. Well – I guess you could be ranked 13th. Heck, you can be ranked top five and go undefeated all season whenever you beat teams like, I don't know, Air Force University, UL Monroe. Navy. Navy. Go up at Tennessee Tech out of Cookville, people like that. I hate to hate on Tennessee Tech, though. I actually love Tennessee Tech. Been a lot of Tennessee Tech games. Why don't you just give them the minors like usual? Who, UTEP? Yeah. UTEP would kill them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone was ready to fire that coach and just off Notre Dame halfway through the season last year. And they they end decent, and then everybody's like, who they beat? Is it, was it Beamer? Who they beat yeah, in the – Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, if, if, if Notre Dame would actually join a conference and play some, like, quality teams, I could have more respect for them. But when you go out there week in, week out, and you just beat up on lower-class teams that have, like, nothing compared to you, and then you're like, oh, well, we're so good at football. and but, Oh, we, we played, like, two games this year against top 25 matchups or top 15 matchups. Like, don't give me that crap. You don't play nobody. <laughs> you need to, like, play somebody to be in a conversation to compete for a title, not be given a title spot because you beat up on everybody else. Yeah, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the pollsters some credit here for not putting them in the top ten for once. That's true. You know, it's not something we've talked about a lot on this podcast yet. But college football realignment. What's Notre Dame gonna do? They can't stay independent. Hey, I don't. That's who do they join? They join the ACC or what? They they, they bring them here. Really? You think SEC would take Notre Dame? Uh, Bring them on. I want I want them to get a little dose. You know, it's it's way off topic what we're talking about. Well, they're already ACC but, in basketball, so and baseball and everything. You got else. some some teams from the West Coast looking to join the ACC, possible or uh, was it SMU out of Texas going to join the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference? It's just wait, SMU is wanting. Yes, to SMU is wanting to join the ACC. It's going to get wild, man. It's, it's crazy. It, you know, this is this goes way off topic. It but, does. <laughs> but the hockey team in Knoxville, uh, the Knoxville Ice Bears, plays in the Southern Professional Hockey League. Well, the Southern Professional Hockey League has rebranded. They are now the SPHL only. So they're not, they've are not. they taken away the name Southern Professional 
just using the letters, S-P-H-L. So I look for the ACC to drop the name Atlantic Coast Conference and just call themselves ACC. Not have a name, just letters. Hey, man, we could. I thought about putting this as a – but I think I'm just going to wait and let it play out. But I really did think about putting this as like a talking point th- this episode. The, the realignment? Just all, yeah, but, man, it's, number 12 – the Longhorns of Texas. Well, I'll tell you this. When I graduated high school, my papa gave me $2,000. And he told me that it's going to be the easiest $2,000. The easiest Damn, money. I wanna, uh, can, I have, uh, can I have him as papa? Yeah, $2,000 well, to graduate. Well, he said that's going to be the easiest money you ever make in your life. And Texas, this is going to be the last season that you have the easiest schedule in your life. Yo, the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where he was going. I didn't corner. either. I didn't Where's this story going? Did you bet $2,000 on Texas or something? Yeah, Never. I had no idea what was going on there, but you did turn that into gold, Corbin. Oh, uh, I was given a gift of a... Uh, and that goes for Oklahoma, too. Uh, uh, a lady friend of the family gave me a gift. It was a very nice blanket. It had the, the big UT logo on it, and she was so happy that she got me something. And when she handed it to me, I just said, oh, God. She goes, what? I said, I said it's brown. <laughs> it was Texas, and they was using our logo. So. It's not even, yeah, you're right. It's not even like burnt orange. It's like really, really brown. She's they're like, they're trying to like transition it a little bit, she's though. Like, is, is this not Tennessee? Do you not like it? I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's Texas. <laughs> Last one, and then we're going to hit some comments before we go to the break. Um Oh, sorry, I didn't give my Texas. I, I like this for Texas at, at 12. I think they're going to be good. Every game they lost last year was within seven Close. points. Was, every one they lost was within seven points. I don't like Sark, but I think he will have them playing good ball, and I think Texas is going to be – they're going to be all right. Texas is certainly going to be better coming into SEC than Oklahoma will be. I would love to see them knock Bam off right, oh, right off the gate. It's that Texas. Is it at Texas this year? Or it's at Bama this year. It's at year. Bama this yeah, year. Yeah, it was at Texas last year. Talk about a screw job. Uh, number 11, Washington. Uh, I'm okay with it. Washington. Are you? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think Washington would be pretty decent. Uh, the Pac-12 the is actually, uh, in my opinion, I think the Pac-12 is the uh, second best conference going in this season. Really? Uh, sadly, they're not going to be a conference anymore from what's going on here in the past week, but – Going in this season, I think they got more quality talent and teams than the the Big Ten does. I think you can swap Washington with Utah. Really? Yeah. I, I could agree with that. I think I think this is too high for Washington. I think they're going to be okay, but they're just too. High. They're just one yeah. of them teams. Yeah. Just one of them teams for me, anyway. All right, I'm going to hit the comment section before we hit commercial. Josh Jackson, he says North Carolina will win the ACC this year. That's his bold take. I, w- I would like to see that. Uh, I don't know about that, Josh. I don't know that either, but I would like to see I'm, it. I'm not stealing that thought from you. Uh, Derek, he says, Luke, the dude, hey, man, I still need to message you back. Sorry, I get a lot of messages. Uh, Jordan Ledford says, this thread is wild already. What's up, man? Thanks for joining. Tim Manley says, I think Daniel Hobbs is going to be at beast mode this year uh jonathan says is this live and is our starting center injured yes it is live not that i know of man i've uh i've not heard anything on cooper i hope not 
I think they're just doing some precautionary holding out of practice. I action. did. I did see something like they might not do a lot with him um, yeah. during the scrimmage, just because I mean he's he's kind of proved himself. We don't have a dialing number, but we do need one, Jonathan. Uh, Nicholas Martin says he says it's Texas. Texas's easiest schedule, but Bama having Texas on the schedule this year makes it Bama's toughest schedule yet. That is a that is a pretty decent point though. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty decent point. Uh, hit the like button for us. Hit the share button for us. We're gonna hit the commercials. We're gonna be right back with start bench cut. Um, we're gonna break down rankings ten to one after that, and we have a giveaway coming for you as well. We'll be right back. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, childcare, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big time powerlifting competitions. For my power lifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it, you just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopple together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership, throw away the Planet Fitness membership, throw away the National Fitness membership, and it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. Free food, free drinks, free games, and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club for as little as $5 you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut presented by Maxed Out Gym. Uh, question one. <laughs> Whitney Houston was born on this day in 1963. Rank these national anthem performances. Whitney Houston, Chris Stapleton, Mariah Carey. Start us off, Spur. All right. I'm going to start out with Chris Stapleton this past year. I think it was fantastic. I'm very, very, very particular on the national anthem, being a DJ myself. And the national anthem was supposed to be under a minute and 20 seconds. So that is almost what I base it on solely is the length of time it takes to sing it. Chris Stapleton was pretty good. I'm going to follow it up by Mariah Carey as my bench. And I am cutting Whitney Houston. Oh, it was wow. just way, way too long. It's not American Idol. It's a national anthem. Sing the song and get it over with. R.I.P. I got the same order as Spo, just uh, Chris Stapleton. Good on the NFL getting him this year mm -hmm. uh, to do the national anthem. Like, that was pretty cool. Like The, the way he changed it up. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, 
is more home, like you think any any more they get some like pop singers and do it and you got Chris Stapleton like and he done such a phenomenal job it felt it, it, he honestly felt like America singing that song they took a this I'm gonna tell a story about an ex so my ex was a very good national anthem singer and she was picked as a top five finalist in the nation to do the Music City Bowl. Oh, uh, really? In Nashville a couple of seasons ago. So we went down to uh, uh, Old Red you know, in Broadway, and she had to perform the National Anthem along with these other singers. And they told her it had to be under a minute and 30. And out of those five singers, she was the only one that listened to the instructions and kept it under a minute and 30. And then they picked a family that had kids. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna start Chris Stapleton. Uh, I just think the way he he mixed it up and everything was really good. I'm gonna bench Whitney Houston. I'm, I don't pay attention to the time. I apologize for <laughs> for that. And I'm gonna have to cut uh, Mariah Carey. Question two: Rank these football comedy movies: The Waterboy, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Varsity Blues. Uh, start the water boy. Uh, I can. Well, I mean, we could sit here and impersonate the water boy all damn night. Do one spare. Gatorade sucks. The water's <laughs> better. <laughs> the other two. Uh, the water sucks. It really, really sucks. I've never saw the other two. What? No. Nope. Really? The laces are in. They were in. Yenza gave. Three weeks of movie questions. This I, is crazy. He didn't even watch Semi-Pro. He ain't seen Kicking and Screaming. All right. Corbin, Corbin, we have got to watch Ace Ventura. Jurassic Park Pegatica. is the greatest movie ever. I mean, Ace Ventura may be the only reason why I liked Miami Dolphins. I've never even heard <laughs> the Ace movie before. Like, that's a new one. Uh, I'm going to start The Waterboy. It's like Forrest Gump. Anytime it's yeah. on, I'm watching it. Yeah. Uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective is... It's hilarious, and and that was Jim Carrey's prime. I used to like Varsity Blues a lot. Oh, Billy Bob and his pig. Uh, that that whole movie was good. But yeah, that's my order. I'm gonna have to cut we're, Varsity Blues. All are great though. We're the same exact order. I, I start the Water Boy. It's in my top five favorite movies ever. Ace Ventura. I probably watched more than any other movie yeah. on this list, and I'll cut Varsity Blues. Uh, which fan base? Do you hate the most currently? Currently, <laughs> Alabama, Florida, or Georgia? Uh, start Georgia. Dang, um, walking on all fours and arms and legs and just barking at you like grown man sitting there barking like a dog at you. And then they want to get like just crap talk you. Like, for no reason. Like, I'm just trying to get to the stadium, bro. Like, and it's not just one. It's the whole, everybody. And also the cops in Georgia. Like, Yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I, I hate that place. I'm going to start Hold Alabama. On. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got to uh, bench Florida. That's a, uh, I never thought I'd say that. A couple of years ago, I wouldn't have said that. They're still annoying. It's it's funny. It's funny how uh, all we had all these Florida fans around, like even here in Tennessee, like everybody. Oh, I love Florida. I love Florida. We got one listening right now, Robin. Because 
Florida was on top of the world. And then all of a sudden it was like, Florida's not doing good, good no more. And you're like, I'm not a Florida fan no more. What? So they kind of calmed down for the time being. Are you yeah. talking about Spanky? Uh, Alabama, kind of the same <laughs> same thing, too. Like in high school, that's all you've seen was Alabama hoodies and stuff. And then now you see a lot of people that wore that ugly crimson, and they're they're in orange now. So or in, or in Georgia red. It's crazy. Uh, whose turn is it? I'll, I'll go. I start Alabama, I start Florida, and I start Georgia. I hate them all. Hate them all? I hate them all, but, but in reality... Uh, I'm that generation that I really hated Florida. Like, Florida's a team I want to beat even more than Bama, it seems like. Up until this past year when uh, we kicked a 40-yard field goal to win and my whole life changed. So I'm actually starting Alabama. Uh, I hate hearing the word roll tide. Uh, it's the dumbest thing ever. So I'll start Alabama. I bench Florida, and I'm cutting Georgia. I, I can always tolerate Georgia fans. This one is, like I said, current, so it's not like all-time hate for me. I'm starting Georgia. So obnoxious. <laughs> like, me and Corbin went down there. There was, like, 60-plus-year-old me. Like, not just one or two, just with dog collars on with their buddy holding them by a leash, and they're literally crawling around barking. That's, that's downtown Atlanta every night. Uh, yeah, so they're just, I just can't stand it. They act, they act like they've been relevant for, like, the last – you know, 20 years or something. They act like they're Alabama, basically. And it's just, I can't wait till they get knocked off. I'm going to bench Alabama. Uh, the crying is hilarious. <laughs> uh, man, I, I love it. I get them so tore up on, on TikTok. That's my favorite thing in the world. And then I'm going to have to, oh, it's crazy to say, I'm going to have to cut Florida. Because where, where are they at? Where are they at? There's not many. Miller. Like Corbin said, you know they're they're gone now. So. Give, give Robin Sheldon credit; he listens to us every week, but he, he sticks to his Gators. Well, Bless if, his heart. If, if, like if, I said, that's current. If we went all time, that's a totally different list. Yeah. I, I would be. I still hate Alabama fans. Yeah, so. and I'm at, Yeah, so I, that's mine. Uh, what is the best way to cook a steak? Well done, medium, medium well. <laughs> None of the above. If any of you start well done, I'm, I'm leaving right now. How do you do it? Medium rare. Medium rare. I apologize for not putting that on the list. Well, we're starting medium rare. So you like medium rare too? If you cook a steak well done, well done is not even an option. That's beef jerky. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's cut. That's out of so here. Medium, like, medium like, what rare. Are you, what are you doing over here? I'm I'm starting medium. That's how I like mine. Uh, I'm gonna bench medium well and obviously cut. Well done. Just, yeah, just Miranda says, "Is that is that one of your women? One of your or your woman? Anyway, uh, yeah, she says she agrees with Corbin. No other way. I can't. God, I like it a little red, but damn, <laughs> it's not blood. It's protein. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. All right." Hulk Hogan. So you're one of those people. I didn't so, say well done, Corbin. So I went to Spark Steakhouse in New York City, and they would not guarantee their steaks cooked past medium. I wonder and what, I never had one at medium. I wonder what Spanky would say. He'd be like, some way nobody's ever cooked it before. He'd, he'd probably he'd probably start talking and talk about wrestling on August 11th or something. Yeah, he'd be talking like he'd be like, let me tell you the the Chinese buffet they have the best <laughs> the best prime rib. I went on a date one time. 
And uh, I'll tell this story here in the podcast. I went on a date one time. She's from, she was from Sunbite. She lived like, I don't know, 20 minutes from me. And I met her up uh, at the Mexican restaurant uptown. And I'm just, I'm going to order some Mexican food. She's like, I need a steak. And I was like, steak? They sell steak here at the Mexican restaurant? They bought a, they bought a big old steak out there for like a, a legit steak. And I was like, gum. It's like Golden Crown. My dad baby. swears by them. He says they're the best steaks he's ever had. Thing about it is, she sat there and she was like cutting it with like a fork and well, a knife, and then she just grabbed it with her hand and started cutting it. And I'm like, "What are you doing over here?" That's crazy. <laughs> I uh, Hulk Hogan. Last one. We'll hit some comments. Hulk Hogan turned seventy this Friday. Wow. Rank these Hulk Hogan wrestling matches: Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety four. Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania six. Hulk Hogan, Royal Rumble, nineteen ninety two. Seeing as how this is my generation of wrestling, you absolutely one hundred percent start Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania six. The match itself may have been terrible, but the story surrounding it and and that iconic moment of Hogan passing the belt to the Ultimate Warrior is one that that's almost. Almost on par of Hogan Andre. Not quite, but it's way up there. So you start Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. I'm, the other two, I, I debated and debated on this since I've seen the question. But I'm going to bench Hogan winning the 92 Royal Rumble. And I cut, cut Hogan and Flair. I think by 94, they were both getting past their prime already. Hogan didn't win the what, 92 Royal Rumble. Hogan didn't win the 92 winner. I'm going to have to go back and watch again. 92 Warrior Wumble. Well, I'm going to start uh, Hogan and Flair at Halloween Havoc because that was whenever he won the WCW title and he held it for like 400 plus days into like 95 and ended up dropping it. It was his longest run in WCW. Uh, bench, Hogan and Warrior, title for title, unified the IC title and the world title. Big iconic moment. Even though Hogan lost, and uh, cut uh, the Royal Rumble match because Hogan didn't win; he got eliminated. Ric Flair won. Ric Flair entered at number three, and uh, Hogan got eliminated. He entered at like twenty-three, if I remember, and he got eliminated. And then Flair, it was the WWE, and Flair won the match because Hogan helped him win the match by pulling the other guy out of the ring. And Flair won the WWF title, right. and then Flair had that iconic promo after the match with a tear in my eye. That was the Hogan Sid '92 Rumble, wasn't it? Yes. Where Hogan and Sid done their little yep. And then Flair went on to that promo with a tear in my eye, the one that they play everywhere still this day. I got the same exact order as Corbin. Exact, why, exactly why you put the, the same. Question '92 Rumble. That I'm sorry, boys. Uh, let me hit the comments, and then we will hit a break. Let's see. Jonathan says, join the volunteer club. Dalton, H2O, baby, on YouTube. He's referring <laughs> to Waterboy. Travis Young says, Georgia is his start. Uh, 100% agree. Dwayne Fulbright says, all of us Georgia fans ain't that bad. Dwayne's a good guy. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, but, man, the loud ones really make it tough. <laughs> Dalton says, Florida – Georgia, Bama is his order. He has a strong hatred for all things Florida. 
Hundred percent agree. It, that was tough. It was just like my current heart state yeah. is how I was going off of. Uh, Caden says Kentucky versus North Carolina this year in basketball. I hate them both, but I was just wondering your opinion. Both are kind of down. I mean, you know, it's they're not the the same. You know, blue bloods that that you're used to seeing. I really I, don't know. I don't know yet. I, it's it's way too early for me to, yeah. I'm in I'm in full hundred percent football, football. No, that but talking about Kentucky basketball just makes me nauseous. Yeah, hopefully North Carolina. I'm out. I'm not a fan of either in basketball, but I'd rather see North Carolina beat Kentucky. Yeah, anybody beats Kentucky is a friend of mine. Uh, that was Start Bench Cut, very fun segment presented by our friend Ryan Carson and Maxed Out Jim. We'll be right back with our second main talking point. Please stick with us. We don't want to miss our giveaway. Uh, share it out for us. Smash that like button for us. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865 363 8815. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. And we're back. Uh, we broke down numbers 25 through 11 in the brand new coaches poll. We're going to hit 10 through 1 now. Um Start with 10, baby. The Tennessee Volunteers at number 10. Like us in the top 10. I'd like to see us two spots higher, I do believe. I'm okay with it. I mean, it gives us motivation. I mean, we're still a young team. Overall, okay with it. Like you all said, it's not. I mean, last year we was nowhere to be, nowhere to be found. Um, so, I do like being in the top 10. Top ten solid, I think, with the players that we've lost um, and stuff. I think nationally, I think, I think it's. I think nationally, so the media is questioning our quarterback, and that may be why we're at ten instead of at eight. Yeah, um, what I'm not okay with, kind of like you all said, is some of the teams that are in front of exactly. us. Exactly. Um, it's not the fact that that we're ten. I mean, it's just. You know, like number nine, we'll, we'll bring, we'll, yeah, we'll bring them up as we go. But th that's kind of my thing is I just don't like, I just don't like the teams in front of us. But I love Florida you know, State. A ten, ten spots like solid, like, like it's good. But at the same time, there's a lot of motivation there because you've heard their players, every single one of them, say 
we're winning championships. So as as a as a player, ten, you know, you're going to be a little aggravated, you know, like. Florida State's the one that's uh, aggravates me of being ahead of us. Uh, I just feel like Florida State's not the legit team that everybody says they are. Number nine, Clemson. Clemson lost us in the Orange Bowl. We're bringing back the starting quarterback, and they're still ranked one spot ahead of us. Uh, I don't, you know, Clemson. I still think is. Most likely the best team in the ACC this this coming season, but they're not better than Tennessee. I don't even think they're a top ten team currently. I think Clemson's fallen, and they're falling pretty think so? qu- pretty quickly. It's a, uh, I mean, look what happened last year, and now they're starting out. Which Clemson started all these other years? Top. Oh, three. they're always top four. Yeah, top three. Just, yeah, just uh, I feel like uh. They may be looking for a new coach. Not not he's saying he's gonna get fired. He could leave. You think you think you Dabo's think so? gonna go? I could see Dabo going to Bama. I could. Hey, uh Nick Saban did did just buy like a one point six million dollar property on some island somewhere, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah. think Clemson's too high as well. They they definitely don't belong in front of Tennessee. Um I think I think Clemson is going to be okay. I think they're going to – I ain't saying they'll be like, you know, in the playoff, but I think they're going to be in the mix like like always. I, I think they'll be right there at the um, end, unfortunately, just simply because they're playing in a weak yeah, conference right now. Just how everything kind of falls into place for them. I mean, it, it's an easy path. Number eight, Florida State. Mario Cristobal or whatever. But nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying Florida State just yet. They're they're gonna to have to prove prove something to me. Putting them in this preseason poll at number eight is entirely too high. I've got them at about thirteen or fourteen. They're too high. I agree with Spo. You could put them about yeah, fifteen be a good place for Florida State, honestly. Uh but then again they every now and then they may surprise you, but I don't see it happening this year. Uh, I think the ACC is gonna be it could be Cle- Clemson's uh Game to win if they let it happen. Uh, people say in Miami, Florida, Miami, ain't, uh, you know, is everything of I've heard. Miami, Florida is this big team coming in this year, and they ain't even top twenty-five. That's what blows my mind. Florida State did win their last six games to end the season last year and bring back all their their athletes, but still, eight's eight's pretty high. Yeah, I don't buy the hype as of now either. I will say this though. College football is better, I think, when Florida State. Is. When Florida State's good, they're just one of them teams that that make college football better. I would like to see them, you know, knock Clemson off, and and you know, I don't know, but, beat Florida as well. Yeah, hey, was, just beat Florida. But when, when Florida State had that one in 2012, I was all for it. But they haven't, like, they haven't proved anything to get this spot yet, exactly. in my opinion. Um, number seven, Penn State. I like Penn State. Everybody, I think everybody knows it. This by that point. So, you like them uh, at seven. I like them at seven. Uh, Penn State's a very they're a solid team. Uh, they're probably, they're gonna screw up. Everybody knows it. They'll end up losing a game or two, and it'll be they lose one like Ohio State or somebody, and then they'll go out there and they'll be like 
nine and one and lose to like Northwestern or Iowa or somebody and screw it up. That's just the Penn State way of doing things. That's yeah. why they play every year without backbow or something. I don't disagree with anything Corbin said there. To a T, exactly what I would think. I think Penn State's too high. Uh, I like Penn State, though. I do. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I see nine and three, ten and two. But, but starting out, you know, with a clean slate on paper, Penn State oh, should be good. Oh, they should. I, I God, I, I hope they knock off Ohio State, Michigan. Like, I would, I'd be, I mean, it, it'd make my day. If yeah. they did, did they play it. both of them? I'm not even sure. Hmm. I have to look it up. I'll be lying if I. I'm pretty sure they're, they're in the same division. The Big Ten's so weird. It's, it's all yeah. It's awkward. Uh, it's gonna be even more awkward. So do you, so would you all say that? Just to go back, do you, would you all say that Florida State or Penn State belongs in front of Tennessee? Florida State, no. Penn State, P- I would Penn say State, yes. Penn State's right there in that. I think Penn State Tennessee could be neck and neck. And I'm not saying nothing bad about Tennessee. It's just, nope. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, that's how it is. I, I mean, I'd honestly, be, I mean, look at, look at it. I mean, we've always started out like not ranked, and Tennessee wave seems to always been like ranked, you know, fifteen to eighteen. Like yeah. eighteen was the golden number for so long, and then uh, now we're starting tenth. And like, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with Utah at ten, Clemson at nine, Tennessee at eight. And Penn State at seven. I, I'm surprised Utah's not higher. I just that's that's just my thought right there. I was just curious. Um, number six. I know we'll all agree that they don't belong in front of Tennessee. USC. Just because they got this, the no, quarterback. Heisman quarterback back. I agree. They. I think they should be uh, fourth. Fourth. Oh wow. Okay. They lost to Tulane. You do know that, don't you? Yeah, but uh, bringing Heisman quarterback back, most of the whole team's coming back. Heck of a coach. USC, I think, them and Utah is going to run the Pac-12 this year. We we talked about it last week, though. I, I have USC as a playoff team this year. I do, too. And that's what I had last week was a playoff I don't, team. I don't think they're the fourth best team, but I have them as one to four teams in the playoffs. I'm going to disagree with y'all on this. Uh, and it might just be because I – how much I hate him, but I don't like Lincoln Riley. I think he's overrated. Uh, he's scared of the scared of the SEC. Um, that's why he left Oklahoma. I, I think get him out of my top ten. I think they're going to fail like like usual. It wouldn't bother me one bit. That's uh, just my just one of them teams that no matter what they get the through the media's baby. Um, yeah, I want them to do good just to prove you wrong. Negative. But I, if it was the other way around, I would eat that crow every day of the week. Uh, all right, number five, LSU. No, <laughs> no, I don't like LSU at five. Uh, I like LSU at, again in that same range as Tennessee and Penn State, but you got to put them somewhere. I, I'm not sold on Brian Kelly at LSU. Hey, I know they won the West last year, but by God, we embarrassed them. Uh, not number five. Eh, probably about eight to ten, probably. I mean, that's be a good place for him. Brian Kelly at LSU, kind of like a Jimbo, you yeah. know, and A&M. It's, just, just, it's two coaches trying to prove themselves, and uh, 
they have the talent, but do you have everything that you can do to uh, put yourself in the position to win all these games? Yeah, I think LSU does deserve a top ten spot, but I don't think they've earned a five spot yet. I mean, they are they are loaded. I mean, quarterbacks good, receivers are good, running backs good, defense is always good. But yeah, they they don't deserve the five spot yet, in my opinion. No. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of LSU hype, um, which they deserve a little bit, you know. But I don't know. I think Brian Kelly's going to Brian Kelly at the end of the day. Well, that's the tough thing about the SEC. We beat up. We, we're so good. We beat up on each other so much. And LSU will be the one of the teams that gets. By the end of the season, they'll be. They'll be about ten and two probably. I don't see them being nine and three. Maybe nine and three, but I see them being ten and two. They get beat up quite a bit. It's a tough schedule playing SEC. Number four, Ohio State. They're they're top four team. Just bottom line, they're, they. They may be the only team in the country that has a better wide receiver crew than Tennessee does, and it's on a slim margin. But as much as I hate the Ohio State University, they're their top four team. Yeah, always top four, always makes the playoffs. And I will say this, when Ohio State does make the playoffs, at least they do win the playoff games. Should have beat Georgia. They should have beat Georgia. I was pulling for them hard. I, I, I can't do it. Oh, I can't. I, I was hoping for a power outage. No, uh, yeah, I would. I would gladly take Ohio State winning over Georgia. I can't stand mm-hmm. it anymore. Uh, a lot of good players, Ohio State. I think it's about right for them. You can't really take take a lot, you know, away from them. But again, it don't matter how good they are. Media is going to give them that spot, yeah. <laughs> regardless. Oh yeah, they're going to uh, be no matter what. They're going to be the main focus of a. Uh, College game day this year and everything mm-hmm. else like ESPN is up. Yeah, it's just one of them, one of them little teams that they're in the little circle jerk with. All these teams come up actually like that. But uh. <laughs> number three, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Damn, it's Alabama. I'm just gonna leave it at that. As long as Nick Saban's there, Alabama. Honestly, I think should be above Michigan. Actually. Well, I hate to give some spoilers, so Alabama should be a but they'd be a two, I guess. I spoilers? You talking about a question that's coming later? <laughs> oh, this is gonna get interesting. I think that Alabama's too high. I don't think Saban's out, but I think for a preseason ranking, uh, with their quarterback issues, they lost a lot. I mean I know they've got their they recruit well. But yeah, but Alabama does this every year. Like they, they lose so much and they gain it back, and it's just yeah, they, we've never, Alabama can be. We've like, never seen Alabama like they was last year, though. You know, I don't know. Like we, I, I agree with what you're saying, but usually it's Alabama in the championship or playoffs or I don't know. I think I think Saban will be on a revenge tour, and I think he's going to be good. But I just think preseason's too high. To Michigan. Apparently, Michigan's supposed to win championship this year from what I've been seeing on social media. I know I said Ohio State was a top-four team. I flipped them in Michigan. I think Ohio State is a better team than Michigan. Oh, really? I would put Michigan at four and Ohio State at two. Michigan? Oh, uh, I don't think they're going to be – I think Michigan's going to contend for a playoff spot. So you for think Ohio 10. State can beat Michigan this I, year? I, I, I do. It, it, it'll, do. It'll come down to Ohio. Who's it at? 
I, I don't care. <laughs> I'll watch it. But. It's got to be at Michigan because we. It's at Michigan because yeah. last year uh, Michigan beat Ohio State yeah. at Ohio State. Yeah, I remember I was in a bar waiting on the Tennessee Vanderbilt game, and I watched it. Yeah. Again, I hope for a power outage. Somehow they both lose. I like Michigan here. I like. Now I will say this. They really disappointed me last year when they couldn't just run the ball all over TCU like they should have done. Um, so that kind of, I don't know, that throws throws a kink in it a little bit. But, um, I don't know, top five team for sure. And number one, Georgia, you can't – I can't argue it anyway. Unfortunately, if I could, I would. Until it's proven otherwise, it's, that's where they are at, you know. Who's their starting quarterback is my biggest question, but does it really matter? They're they're, they're almost in Alabama mode. They're just reloading right like now. You talk quarterback, you know, like that's what everybody keeps saying. But look at them. I mean, they're all five but stars. Course, like <laughs> I went on record last week, and I'll say it again this week. I don't think they'll be number one at the end of the year, but they deserve to be number one at the beginning. Of yeah, the I year. don't either. I don't think they're three peating. Uh, Georgia, if you win championship, you should start number one. Yeah, and, and honestly, in my book. It don't always happen. It's I'm surprised it happened here with as much talent as they lost. Like Spo said, I don't believe at the end of the season they're going to be top of the line, like compete for a championship. I think well, they'll be close. It's not like they're going to be like god awful. And uh, but number one, I'd put them at number two. Really? I know number three. Put Georgia at three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make for some good content. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's hit the comments before we go to our next break. Let me scroll, scroll, scroll here. Let's see. Hollywood on YouTube says, I'm a huge Michigan fan here. Tennessee's my absolute favorite SEC team, though. I'll be rooting for them. Go Vols. Thank you, Hollywood. Go Vols. Matthew Dagley says, Florida State is trash. He says, Clemson is trash also. The ACC is falling apart. Hollywood says Florida State is, in fact, going to have an amazing season, but I like them in the 11 or 12 spot. Hollywood says Tulane is good, but USC shouldn't have lost to them. Uh, Matthew Daglas says Lincoln Riley left because he's scared. Hollywood says uh, go, I'm guessing, for Tigers in the, the Cajun uh, language. Tim Stewart says Michigan State doesn't deserve the two spot. Michigan State. Oh, sorry, Michigan doesn't. If I said state, I apologize. Uh, Hollywood has some some good words for for uh, Michigan that we can't say on Facebook. Tim says I got to ask last night on a Georgia podcast was it higher? Oh, was it a higher high to beat Bama than a lower low to lose to Georgia? I told them losing to Georgia wasn't a killer for us, but South Carolina hurt. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia hurt. Personally, I think this is a personal question. Georgia hurt really, like. Listen, I'm it just, hurt bad, but South Carolina, that was a new level of. Lost to Georgia. And, and I think, too, South Carolina, it wasn't just, like, obviously the loss was awful, but it was seeing Hendon go down like that, too. That just, like, really just I was threw gas all over the fire. talking about this the other day, that – that high of beating Alabama is a high that I still haven't come off of. It, it's still there. I still get oh, chills. Yeah. And 
think about that day every Makes day. Makes you get tattoos and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still got to get one from the game, Look. and I will. But I, I even questioned, well, that top winning a national championship, just that moment. I've questioned myself. Does it get any better than that? Uh, Hollywood is upset we're not reading the chat. Sorry, Hollywood. We we try to read it beginning and end. That way we can post clips on our YouTube channel from each from each uh, episode. Dwayne Fulbright says Carson Beck will be the dog starting quarterback. I agree. I think he will definitely start. Uh, Tim Stewart said we talked about that tattoo. They brought it up. Not me. Uh, every, cool. Everybody talking about it, man. So let, let, let it keep rolling. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. We have the duel coming up. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. The Jersey Countdown. And we have a giveaway. Dalton Roberts, you still on here? He's usually our giveaway uh, guru. But we've got a nice giveaway coming. We've got a Vol Shop gift card. We've got some Topps baseball cards. Some in it. Uh, so sorry. Some vintage Tennessee cards as well. And we got some decals. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching. Let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today. 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete. 865-360-6176. And we're back. Next, we've got the duel. Uh, it's pre presented by Premier Excavation. Get this, your work done by Travis Dunn, Tory Duncan. That's right. Uh, the Spur and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions, and the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for a week. Share this out. Let's get some people in here. How we've done this the last two weeks is we've done a fan vote for the winner. Usually I choose it, but we take a, a poll from from the listeners, whoever you think the winner is. We've got five questions. Corbin, you're serious this week. You're not, you're not trash-talked a bit. Corbin's not. He's focused. You had changed your clothes. You hadn't done anything. Focused. What's he's, up with this? I've been a busy man all week. I've been walking like a dog. I mean, I fully expected to see you half naked by now in some kind of pink Natty Light shirt. But no, been, you're serious. You're usually ready, there's aren't you? a, Usually there's a cost. Of, you know, what do they call it? An uh, alternate ego or gimmick. something? A gimmick. A gimmick. A gimmick. I've been so busy, I can't. I had to wear a NASCAR show because I had no clean clothes. I had no time to wash my dang clothes at the thing house. It's like Garth Brooks. He just the admitted soul the NASCAR patch and the dyed hair comes out. It ain't dirty. It's actually clean. It was one of my only clean shirts I had. That was nice. All right, question number one. Let us know in the comments what you think. 
which team inside the top ten in the coaches poll is the most overrated? I waited to this moment to mention it, but the team inside the top ten is the most overrated is Alabama at number three. Alabama, never mind their championship history. I don't care about that. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is right now. They have no premier wide receiver, and they don't have a running back. All they have going for them is Nick Saban, who is in his mid-70s. Alabama is not only a, not a top four team, I don't think they're a top eight team. I think we're going to see Alabama lose to Texas. I think we're going to see Alabama lose to Tennessee. We're going to see Alabama lose to LSU. And we're going to see Alabama lose in the Iron Bowl to Auburn to end the season. Four losses for Alabama, and I can't wait. I think it's Nick Saban's two to cool to grind. Maybe he's done after this year. Wow, that's crazy. I, I hope. I hope. Corbin? Georgia. I mean, look. Okay, Georgia lost to everybody pretty much. They lost to everybody. And everybody's saying, oh, Georgia's going to three-peat. Georgia's going to three-peat. Georgia ain't going to three-peat nothing at all. All George And they got all these allegations going on. Like, Did you see what come out this week when the uh, – it was uh, yesterday where – I didn't see it. One of the people that works within the facility has been suspended. No, he's been fired been fired for something that happened within the past year and there's a lot of things going down in georgia right now that people ain't that only the smart people knows what's going on in georgia and i will tell you this georgia's not three peating they they're gonna go like mm, 10 and 2 this year they're not gonna three peat i agree but they're not Overrated now. They deserve everybody to be say, one Everybody's saying Georgia. What? Everybody's saying Georgia's going to win a championship this year, and they're not going to do it. Alabama's only in the top three for one reason. That's because of the name Nick. and the logo. That's, that's because that's because they it. got that's because they got Alabama and Nick Saban. You know, what? You know what? I think we put the first nail in the coffin of Nick Saban with that kick in England Stadium. That was the first first strike to the end of Alabama's. Uh, Dynasty, so to speak. No, it, Al- it needed, Alabama's it gonna, to happen. Alabama's gonna be fine this year. Alabama will be f- way better off this year than Georgia ever will be. Trust me on that one. Nick Saban is not done. Nick Saban is pissed off right now, and a pissed off Nick Saban is not a good Nick Saban. Go ahead, Luke. All right, let's making sure y'all are done. Question two: Which team will be more back this season, Clemson? Or Alabama? Well, golly. Alabama. Didn't know your answer before before the, the question. Alabama. Alabama's more back than Clemson. I think Alabama it, likes the playoffs this year. Alabama, Alabama ain't going to win the West alone make the playoffs. They're, yeah, they are. Un- unfortunately, I, I don't like either team, but I think Clemson's going to win the ACC and be right there oh, yeah. to talk about the playoffs. Clemson, you got to play whole uh, North. You got to play who? Who they play in the ACC? Nobody but Florida State. Miami, we beat Miami, Florida. And we beat North Carolina. We beat Virginia. Virginia. At least I like Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, I don't like either team being back, so to speak. But out of the two, I think Clemson has a easier role to the playoffs than Alabama does. I think Clemson has a down year. I think Clemson. I think uh, uh, Sweeney is uh, heading to uh, Tuscaloosa not next year, but the next year. And you got flies in here. Bunch of them. Because he's stinking coming these after questions. You, buddy. Probably, yeah. probably, they're smell, probably smelling your beer over there. All right. Question number three. Other than Peyton Manning, which former Tennessee volunteer had the best NFL career? 
Corbin, I think there's only one answer to this, and I hope you picked the same person that I did. But the only person that I think this, this answer could be is the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Reggie White, uh, you know, he's, he's a man of good faith. He was in Knoxville in 84. He went on to be, you know, very famous for the, the Eagles, the Green Bay Packers, and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, all-time leader in sacks when he retired. He had 198 career sacks over 15 years. His numbers retired at Tennessee and at Green Bay. Uh, Reggie White, the Minister of Defense. I can't pick the same person because it's a duel. Why would I pick the same person? That's then why you let me go then first. It's, then it's not a duel. But I bet I bet you picked my same second person as well. I got a I got old Jason Witten. That was my second person. Jason Witten, that's a good that one. Was, that was I think me. Jason Witten is one of the greatest tight ends of all time in the NFL. Like growing up watching Jason Witten, like he was the man of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And listen, he went and he won the Walter Payton Manning NFL Player of the Year in 2012. 11-time Pro Bowl. First-team All-SEC in 2002. Texas Sports Hall of Fame, 2019. NFL record, most career games by tight end, 271. Receptions in NFL, 1,228. Receiving yards, 13,046 and 74 touchdowns. And that's, I thought he had more than that, but... Are you Wikipedia in this? I am Wikipedia in this because Wikipedia is always right. Don't I'll, you think it's not? Well, I, would, I would have loved to see Jason Witten at somewhere besides oh, the Cowboys. Me too, me too. You know, you mentioned some of Jason Witten's stats, and there's no wrong answer to this question. So uh, I think this is a this is a tie on this question just personally. But when we talk about Reggie White, he played in 13 Pro Bowls was elected to an all-first-team All-Pro ten times and was named to the NFL's All-Decade team both in the 80s and the 90s. Did you know uh, – How many Super Bowls did did Reggie White win? You know, I, I know it was at least one. At least one. I thought he might have won two with the Packers. Could be wrong. With the Packers? Mm, no. He had – He won one with the Packers. Yeah, I'm talking about two, though. Oh. He had 21 sacks in 1987, still ranked fourth all time. Yeah, I mean, until what, like 20, was it 15 or 16? 16, I think, Derek Barnett broke the sack record at Tennessee. Yeah. He held that record for a long time. But, again, Jason Witten is certainly not a bad answer either. Does Caleb Williams repeat the Heisman Trophy winning this year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Caleb Williams, uh, you know – Caleb Williams wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner last year. I still can't figure out how he was the worst of the three that was invited to New York. I, I, I was shocked when they gave him the Heisman Trophy win. Uh, then he went and lost to Tulane. So, no, he will not repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner. He will not repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner, but he will be a badass quarterback on the field. It's hard to repeat. I'd, like to, I'd like to see him in the SEC, though. I would too. It's it's hard to repeat at Heisman. It is very hard to repeat at Heisman. How many people have repeated at Heisman? Like maybe one player of all time. I'm not even Listen. sure if anybody's ever repeated at Heisman. Who was the last one? Didn't somebody repeat? It had it been long. Hendon Hooker was a better quarterback. T Tebow last year. Tebow tried so hard. And, yeah. And and I'll, I'll be honest, Tebow should have repeated as Heisman, but. I think Tebow is the best college quarterback of all time. I think, I, 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 think agree. He is, I think as much Tebow, as I hate Florida, Tebow. Uh, yeah, 
I can't hate Tim Tebow. No, uh, it's hard. It's hard to hate somebody so nice. It is. But uh, he he will lead USC this year to a Pac-12 championship, and they will beat Utah. For that, I hope not. Uh, question. And five. they will go to the playoffs. I think they'll go to the playoffs as well. As much as I don't want to see it, but again, I don't think he's the Heisman Trophy winner this year. Well, I really hope both of you all are wrong. I hate USC. Oh, I hate USC, too, with a passion. Question five, which SEC coach is fired first? Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Sunbelt, Billy Napier at Florida. (laughs) That's a good one. Same time. (laughs) Same time, you got to pick one. (laughs) I'm going to go. Napier. You, you think Napier? Napier. I think Florida's going to have a god-awful year. They're not looking good so far. Florida's going to be four. I say Florida wins four or five games, and that's it. And it's one of the worst seasons in Florida history. And, heck, if they start out so bad, I won't be surprised if he's axed before midway through the season, to be honest with you. You know, I, I still think Napier may be in his honeymoon phase just a little bit longer, but – they brought Jimbo Fisher in and expected him to win immediately, and he's done absolutely nothing yet. If if Texas goes – if they go 6-6, six and six, he's done. Uh, and they got the money there to buy him out. $90 million to the Texas boosters is nothing. So, it, it's just money to them. They'll throw it away, and they'll go after the, the next big thing. I'll tell you this. Florida starts the season, and they start out, and they have like two wins and like five losses. Napier – is gone. Okay. You think so? Yes. I mean, would you? Would you? As could you imagine? Could you imagine the Florida fan Texas base? That, that'd be like that'd Flo- be. Florida don't have a very like, you know, their leash no, is very short. I think, but I think, I think it will be twenty four before they get rid of him. Texas A and M's going to have a midnight midnight mass for Jimbo Fisher. I think the biggest reason too is just how well that Napier's recruiting. I mean, he's like what third right now or yeah, something. Yeah, he's he's bringing recruits into Florida. I mean that's. Probably going to change if he if he don't make a bowl game. <laughs> you know what I mean? But and, and right back to recruiting, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher, man, he's got – he may have the most talented roster in the country. And if they don't put it together this year, the recruits are going to see that he's not developing anybody and they're going to drop out from A&M as well. So I, I look for him to be fired. Uh, I hope he's fired by the end of the year because that's just another story that we could talk about on here. You, you mark it down right now. Nope, you ain't gonna be there at the end of the season. You think so? We'll come See, back. We'll come back to this clip too. I just want to we'll clip it. And I, I'm we'll not saying you're it. wrong, but I, in my heart, so mad. I want to see Billy Napier in that 2024 Florida yeah. schedule. Yeah, I do too. Because it is so hard. Like they might win three games. And I just want to see some Belt Makes Billy. Makes me so happy. Yeah, I love it. Speaking of 2024 schedule, how about Vanderbilt? Dang, they said we they 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 got it pretty tough. They said Poor well, we went by who won and lost what games the past ten years, and Vanderbilt's over here got like an A plus schedule, and I'm like, what the heck did Vanderbilt do to piss off the SEC over here? Yeah, they got they got and like all their home games are just like just you know the best of the best, so it, it's funny. They're, they'll be playing at Pearl Con High School Stadium this year because. First Bank Stadium is nowhere near ready to be played in right now. <laughs> Heck, Vanderbilt's been moving all their end zone seats. 
Uh, have you seen construction at Vanderbilt? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's not not anywhere near close to being ready. They had to remove seats to make the stadium look full. Uh, I'm driving to Nashville on Friday. I may I may swing by Vanderbilt just just to take a peek. It'd be hilarious, like TikTok video or something. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I may have snuck in Neyland Stadium yesterday, so <laughs> maybe I can sneak in First Bank and. Not sure how many people's uh, listening at ten thirty eight at night on a Wednesday, but let us know in the comments who you think won the duel. Uh, I'll be the tiebreaker if I have to be. It's a pretty calm duel. We didn't fight too much tonight. We didn't fight too much. I'm it's tired. been a long week, boys. I, I've worked so much this week. Yeah. It, tornado twenty twenty three come through. I am well. And let's again thank you for hard work you've done. Uh, for those that don't know, Corbin is a member of the World Department here, and he's been out pretty much nonstop since the storm hit the other night. So, I've been thank that, you, brother, for that. I've been there. I've been at the Road Department for ten years, and I'll say this: it's one of the worst storms I've saw in my ten years working just, there. Just widespread damage from from straight line winds more than anything else. Still trying to get it all cleaned up and get everybody's power back on and everything. It's crazy. We've got. Two votes for Spurs so far. Oh, Robin Shelton said he missed it. Oh, man, we was talking so great about. Robin, I said how much I like Florida. We was talking so good about uh, how much Sunbelt Billy and everything. Man, yeah, you missed yeah. it. Vote for me, Robin, over here. I got your back, son. Uh, we're going to hit commercial. With I'm the man with the plan over here. That gets harder goals than Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Jersey Countdown, and we've actually got a giveaway Coming, coming your way soon, so just uh, just hang out with us. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DNM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515, or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. Hey y'all, it's the Vob Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the volunteer club. You should already be a member. But here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend. I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we've got our Jersey Countdown. Um, by the way, Dalton says Spur wins in a close one. Thank you, Dalton. Zach says, I think I agree with Justin's answers more tonight. Thank you all for voting. Uh, Chris says, go Vols. Go Vols, baby. Try it, Chris. Go Vols. Go Big uh, Orange. Jersey countdown. Under 100 days, obviously. And we've been doing this since day 99. So we're going to go back to last Thursday and then to the current day today. Number 30. Who's your number 30, Spur? I took Brent Samaglia. Uh, 
even though he's transferred now to Georgia Tech, which I didn't realize at the time when I'd done this. But a good kicker at Tennessee. He had 88 extra points, 46 field goals, 226 total points in three seasons as of all. You want to do it at the same time? Go ahead. Charlie, Charlie Garner. Garner. Yeah. Yep. Came on the podcast. For Not, sure, man. Came I, on the podcast. Super nice guy. Um, played 1992, 1993. Obviously, running back. Uh, set junior college records before coming to Tennessee. Great NFL career. Um, in 92, he had 928 yards with two touchdowns. They would always take him out when they got to the goal line. Uh, and then 93, he had 1,161 yards and eight touchdowns and just a great NFL career as well. You got anything you want to add to Charlie? Or? Nah, you said it. Number 29. Well, for context for these, uh, uh, I I got with you, Luke, and we knew what each other were picking, so I tried to go opposite of you. But I think, Corbin, me and you may have picked the same one on this one because I took Evan Berry at 29, and I see that down on your list as well. So I'm going to speak on a minute. He – he was, you know, an all-purpose player for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He he ran the ball. He caught the ball. He played defense. He he was a kick returner. Just just a fantastic overall career at Tennessee. Uh, his a uh, kick returning stats for Tennessee. Evan Berry. Uh, that's my pick. Uh, phenomenal. Like he had fifty-four kick returns in his Tennessee career. Fifty-four returns. He had one thousand eight hundred and twenty yards. Think of that. Yeah. Remember that. Remember that hundred-yard interception return he had. Yeah. Yep. That was a bowl game. Miss all the berries, man. Yeah, I do too. Miss all of them. What? Wasn't that in a bowl uh, game? You know, if I can't remember the exact game, but I remember if Eric Berry would had wouldn't have had his health issues, he may have been a good answer to the dual question. Yeah. But thirty-four. That, that's a very good point because I, I seen where they are debating Hall of Fame for. That'd be awesome. For him. For for Eric. Yeah. He deserves it. He deserves it. 29, I'm going Inky Johnson, uh, defensive back, 2005-2006. Great player, uh, obviously hurt, permanently paralyzed his right arm. Just a tragedy, but he turned his life into, you know, just a motivational speaker. So uh, he's he's still doing it. I mean, uh, I remember he came to Cofield years and years and years ago. But, uh, yeah, man, just, just inspiration to everybody. Number 28. I went with a player from 98-99, Dominique Stevenson, a defensive player, recorded 132 total tackles, uh, actually 219 total tackles, 23 tackles for losses, seven and a half sacks, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles between the years of 98-99 National Championship team. Got to one pool, one back 2008-2011. A lot of people forget about him. He was yeah, they do. good. In 2010, he had 1,034 yards, 11 touchdowns, 204 carries. He kind of fell uh, fell back in 2011, but he was also playing. They was playing two running backs at the time. Still had 693 yards, leading rusher in the team. Yeah, he was. So, I actually seen a highlight film of his the other day, and I I even forgot kind of about him. He was he was great. I'm going to go Gene McEver, uh, 1928 to 1931 running back, General Neyland. Said McEver was the best player he ever coached. Um, unanimous All-American. first The first Tennessee player um, inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He was 27-0 and with three ties in his career. 
Number 27. This should be easy. I went different just to go different, though. Well, again, I know what you had, so I went different as well. So I went Arian Foster at 27. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Arian Foster, you know, fantastic running back at Tennessee. Uh, uh, One of the best we've ever had. Even uh, I'd love to see what he could still do on the field. I had uh, Al Wilson. uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He was on the 1998 championship team. He had 77 tackles in 1998. And he was hurt for a lot of – yeah. Missed three games and still had 77 tackles. NFL, 1996 to 06, had uh, – a ton of tackles. I mean a ton of tackles. Yeah, uh, I went went current player. I went James Pierce Jr., uh, sophomore this year, defensive line. Kind of talked about him earlier – in the show, we was going over players who are standing out, you know, right now. 6'5", 242, four-star. Uh, I think big things are coming from, from James Pierce, Jr. Number 26. I went way, way, way off the books on this one. On 26? On 26, yeah. Someone that, no one that's on this podcast is going to know who I'm talking about. Neither one of you two are going to talk about. But I went a fella by the name of boy. Fred Wortman at number 28. Or 26. Puzzle. Probably never seen the field at all, but I see him every day at work. He's one of my oh, inmates. Okay. He's yeah. one of my inmates. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so he's up here in the prison up here? He is up here in the prison. Uh, uh, he's actually got a very high profile case. You can look that up. <laughs> I'll tell you when we're not on the air. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Who's your 26? I had Lenard Scott, uh, wide receiver, 1999 to 2002. He had 1,788 yards, one touchdown. He averaged 23.2 yards a catch. I went Willie Galt, uh, 1980, 1982, wide receiver, All-American. Finished his career holding 12 school records. Three of those were track and field. Great kick returner. Great NFL player, Super Bowl champion, Willie Galt. Awesome. I can still hear it. Every time, it, like, there's – Willie there's, Yeah, that's what I was about to yeah. say. Every time the name like that, you just hear John Ward. Like yeah. like my next one, I just – it just – I don't know. It, just, it stays with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. God, I miss John Ward. Yeah, I was uh, obviously oh. way too young, but, like, I, Dad used to, like, force me to watch uh, highlights <laughs> and on the VHS, and, yeah, I still can – and just hear the voice. Please, please don't ever ask a question about Bob Kessling on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Number 25, who do you have? Well, I took the person who gave me my second greatest memory inside Neyland Stadium, the great kicker James Wilhoyt. Uh, the, the, I, I really thought about doing him. The missed the extra point against Florida. I wanted to come back and hit the 50-yarder to win. Uh, it's... It's a memory I will never forget. I was actually working inside the stadium when that kick went through. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Watching Florida fans literally cry as they walk out of the stadium was a sight I'll never forget. Be crying this year, too. Who's your 25, Corbin? Oh, I, I'm not done with 25. Oh. I have a second 25. Okay. I want to mention good old local feller, Mr. Stephen Hensley. Yeah. Or number 25. One. Yeah, that's a good one. Local realtor now. Uh 
Yeah. Yeah. Big support of all part of all Navy. That's who I partied with after the Alabama game this past year. Yeah, man, he's doing good things. I mean, he done he done what a lot of people will never do. That's run to the T. I got Deshaun Bishop. Okay. Collins boy. Collins boy. Two time uh two time Mr. Football. State of Tennessee. Yeah, he looked good in the spring. He was, he he looked like ten, one of Tennessee's like best running backs in the spring. Yeah, he's true freshman. Yeah. Uh we don't have that's, a that's good part pick. of the Foster. He had a, he had a lot of offers too, and like he kind of come here, you know, not really. I wouldn't say not wanted, but like there's a lot of talent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, he wanted to be here. He's probably the first current player that's been on this list. Yeah. Twenty five. I'm gonna go. Jay Graham, another one of them. There it them is. Jay Graham. Yeah. Uh, ninety three, ninety six. One of Tennessee's most accomplished running backs in history. All SEC. Uh, ended up being a third-round draft pick. He's actually agreed to come on the podcast as well, so we're going to try to get an interview set up with him soon. Sweet. Uh, six seasons in the NFL. So, so Jay Graham for me. 20, 24. Good old Todd Kelly, Jr., number 24, you know, won all kinds Todd of awards. Kelly. You know, got the great name, a local kid out in Knoxville. Uh, a lot 20, of big plays. A lot of big plays. He was a – Freshman All SEC team, he, you know, was on the honor roll. Um, he was a Waffle Trophy preseason watch. You know, great player, great career at Tennessee. Uh, you know, I think injuries may have held him back a little bit. But Todd Kelly Jr., great player and a, uh, a super good guy. He's done some wrestling events with us. Okay, I've got a Tony Thompson running back for nineteen eighty seven. Really good one. Had a nineteen ninety had one thousand two hundred. 67 yards, first team all conference SEC. Uh, one with uh, 31 seconds to go left in the 1991 Sugar Bowl. He was a he was a beast, man. Uh, 24. I'm gonna go current player again. I'm gonna go true freshman Jordan Matthews, four star cornerback, good size, six uh, two, 180 something pounds. Uh, Hearing about him a lot, I think we're going to see him on the field a lot uh, for for a long time. Um, we're going to hit the comment section real fast, and then we're going to get to Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and then we've got the giveaway. Dalton says Inky for number twenty nine, and I'll go as far as to say it should be retired. Uh, he also says Poole was a stud. Hundred um, percent agree with you, Dalton. Tyler Meredith, here you go, Spur. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me announce this here for the, for the spot or Spotify. He asked if the Spur is still undefeated in the softball league. Well, no, we 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 hit a snag. Uh, we we actually dropped two games in a row. Uh, one one game we didn't have half our roster there, and this last game we had we were we were down seventeen to three in the last inning. Oh wow! We scored seventeen runs in the last inning, <laughs> and still somehow ended up losing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we just didn't hit. We didn't field. We play again tomorrow when the weather holds up. You get drunk at that baseball game. It's at the high school. No alcohol allowed. <laughs> Maybe um. we need that. Anyway. All right. Thank you, uh, DNM Fence Company, for sponsoring that segment. They got some fences built out for this week. They, hey, they probably, got some business. Probably got up. a lot to repair. Premier Excavating's going to have some work to do. You know, Chris oh, yeah. Johnson says, uh, "Yes, John Ward's voice will be missed 
Hundred percent. You can't can't top it. Got a John Ward impersonation. Can't top it. All right, we'll be right back. We've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge. And after that, we're going to hit our giveaway. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CND Tire Pros are your go to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing. Tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's CND Tire, 865-483-7455. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. Free food, free drinks, free games, and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club for as little as $5 you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge. I'll pick five crazy stories, uh, announce the the headline, and then the, uh, the Spur and Corbin are going to guess what state it happened in based on the headline. Headline one, man tries to steal $172 worth of steak and lobster by putting it down his pants. What do you put down his pants? The steak and lobster? Steak and lobster. <laughs> he's, a yeah. man. he's a Was brave man. Was it lobster alive? <laughs> <laughs> probably. He's probably a freak. Yeah. I can get freaky, but I can't get that for you. Well, I wonder what year this was, because in today's time, that'd be like one state. I was going to say, it's not very much. You know, well, was he getting uh, Cracker Barrel lobster or something? You know, $172 <laughs> ain't very good. I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with a, with a state that's got ocean around it. So, Florida. Alabama's got ocean around it, too. Alabama. Uh, that little bit don't count. Brooksville, Florida. It's uh, always Florida on <laughs> this show. It's always no, it's Florida. Not, Florida is doing Florida's so much a, stuff now. Like, I, what Florida, is Florida doing down in Florida? Florida is an easy, an easy target. It's an I easy mean, target. Just Google Florida man. Just all <laughs> Florida of man. Uh, but police say 57-year-old man stole steak and lobster at a Brooksville Walmart, and he put the food items down his pants. He was taken into custody. He's being held on a two thousand dollar. Wait, wait bond. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was that Jameis Winston? <laughs> no, that was crab legs. Oh, <laughs> that was good though. All right, here's a good one. Hopefully, Facebook don't uh, flag us for this one. Man who was once arrested for fighting a drag <laughs> drag queen while dressed as a KKK member now running for mayor. Arkansas, Alabama. I'm just going with facts. <laughs> Wilton Manners 
Florida. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Damn, it's <in> Florida. Boyd, <laughs> Boyd Corbin, who is uh, donned an ironic KKK outfit. Uh, who? Corbin. Yeah, Boyd Corbin. Not me. Not, not no, me. Not related. Different, not, not related. Different, I'm a Rogers. Different Corbin. Uh, he he completed with he had the pointed hat on and everything. He grabbed a bamboo torch for a Halloween party in 2012. Mm-hmm. Landed himself in court facing aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after beating up <laughs> a drag queen. The 46-year-old who has made a name for himself <laughs> since that fateful night. Speaking out about his perceived injustice, uh, he has now announced he's running for mayor in Wilton Manors, Florida. I gotta look this up. He says he's knocked on like ninety percent of the doors in Wilton Manors. Uh, he says he's been doing it for about two hours a day for the last month, three hours on the weekends. I get a real good feel for what's going on in the city. People aren't really happy with what's happening, Mister Corbin. Different Corbin, uh, <laughs> who has long claimed the drag queen attacked him. Uh, he was just defending himself, will go on trial for assault charge in November. But in the meantime, he's thrown his hat into the race for mayor and claims <laughs> thrown his hat. His, his, uh, he claims his one issue assault on the political establishment has provided a solid foundation for his campaign. I feel like that's out of episode of Family Guy or something. Yeah, that's pretty pretty wild there. Uh, old lady who decides to feed and take care of stray cats gets jail time. Hey, I am the cat daddy over here. I actually seen this. You did see I this. I did see this. Uh, she was, yeah, I'll let you tell the story in a minute, but I think it's a other. I don't remember where it was at, but I've seen this. Oh, dang. Uh, Georgia. I'm going to get them all wrong. It's probably Florida. It's always Florida. It's no matter what. Florida is... Uh, I, Florida's a different country a, down there. There's a TikTok You got California over here, and you got Florida down there, and you got the West United States of America. We've got Alabama on this one. Uh, the uh, one time I didn't pick Alabama. Alabama lady I'm telling you decide- what, this is, this is something else over here. Alabama lady who decides to do a kind deed and feed stray cats and maybe even help spay and neuter uh-huh. the stray cats out of your own out of her, uh, her own pocket uh, to cut down on the stray cat population. Apparently, you can get arrested if you live in Wet Tumpka, Wet Tumpka, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. They have a casino then, there. Yeah, and then face multiple charges uh, if it sounds surreal to you. That such a thing could happen. You're not the only one who thinks that way. Media outlets around the world have been busy sharing this shocking story and extremely bad publicity for the town of, say that again for Wetumka. me, Alabama. According to an article in the Montgomery Advisor, uh, the city judge sentenced 85-year-old Beverly Roberts and 61-year-old Mary Austin to two years of unsupervised probation. Ten days in jail, uh, but the jail was the jail time was suspended. But the ladies were also ordered to pay hundred dollar fines and and court cost. It's crazy. Yeah, there's there's you can look this up on TikTok. There's videos of their arrest and everything. It's it's I I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I'm just doing four because this one's kind of a long one. Man pulls out plastic badge and tells uh, the, a speeding motorcyclist, I, the police. 
Like, ah, the police. So he was impersonating a police officer? I had a police. With a plastic badge, yes. Oh, heck. That's illegal. Yeah. Pretty illegal. Uh, Georgia. Can we please let it be Kentucky? Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to guess Florida from now on. Yeah, yeah for now on, it's Florida all the way. three out of five. It ain't that bad. Uh, Florida man arrested after chasing down a motorcycle and pretending to be an officer. A uh, motorcyclist was cruising down Lake Manola Shores. He approached the intersection uh, in, in a silver pickup truck, cut him off before he could make the turn. Uh, he continued heading south. The truck started driving aggressively trying to run him off the road. The motorcyclist escaped into a left turn, uh, turned left turn lane, and the driver of the silver truck leaped out and walked towards him. The pickup truck driver was wearing camouflage shorts and a green hat. I, the police, said the Florida man, the motorcycle driver. He had a plastic sheriff's badge and a black wallet that he whipped out to prove he really was the police. He grabbed the biker's arm in an attempt to arrest him, the victim didn't believe he was really a cop for whatever reason and pushed him away and told him not to touch him. Uh, that's when the pickup truck driver tore the rider's license plate off his bike. Uh, the victim was able to get it back. He's being He was in the Army, apparently, being deployed for basic training. Uh, so this was a good trial test, I guess, to test his patience. But he called the police to inform them of what happened because he was afraid uh, that it might happen to someone else. But he chose not to pro- about said prostitute. prosecute. Corbin's getting fired up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but police showed up at the home of the 65-year-old man to talk about what was going on. Uh, he told the police that he, he didn't have that badge. They, they checked his truck. He did have the badge. Uh, had the six-point star sheriff. Oh, the Dollar General Yeah, Police Dollar badge. General badge. Uh, the witness verified that that was him. Uh, he was arrested and charged with false impersonation, burglary, burglary with battery, and uh, and theft. He was bonded out for the $31,000 charge the same day. That's crazy. $31,000. They're serious about impersonating people down there. They impersonate a football team this year. Not sure how many people we've got watching this late at night at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Everybody's working, but we've got trivia for you. The winner is going to get a $25 Vol Shop gift card. They're going to get Topps baseball cards and some vintage Tennessee football cards. First one to comment wins. Help me if y'all don't care check comments because sometimes I don't come up on here. Here's a trivia question. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida? And I'll give a hint if nobody can get it. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida? It's been a while. Not too, too long, but a little while. This may take a minute. All right, people, Google really quick. Get that Google machine out. Should I make them easier, Spur? No. I agree. 
I'm trying to pull up the page on YouTube. They're like, you want to subscribe 15 bucks for no commercials? No. Tyler Meredith says Derek Henry. <laughs> Close. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida? If Dalton's on, he'll probably nail it. I got it. All right, come on. I can look it up that quick. Tyler said, Tyler Maris said, Travis Henry. Nope, that correct. is incorrect. Pretty solid guess, though, because uh, Travis Henry. Yeah. He had, I, he had I, I like game. some baseball cards. I don't think I'm eligible to win. I, I love how you look at how many people is watching, and then all of a sudden they jumped off. No, Chris, it's not back Keaton. Getting back on. Ramel Keaton was part of that 99-yard drive, but that is not correct. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – we're going back a few years. I'll give it a couple minutes, and I'll give, uh, I'll give a hint if nobody can get it. I'll give a hint. It was pre-1990s. <laughs> so now you got to go way back. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida? Let me check Twitter and see if anybody's... Nobody on Twitter. All right, we'll give a hint. 1970s. Well, it's almost the same hint I gave. Does it have the manliness of names? That's very true. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida in the 1970s? Dalton must not be on here because he would have nailed that already, I think. Jabari Small, nope, that's incorrect. We're talking 1970s. Which Tennessee football running back had a 99-yard touchdown run versus Florida? Anybody yet on your end? Nobody yet on Facebook. What are you on, Luke? You on TikTok, Twitter? What are you looking at? It just shows I know you got me. everything pulled up. Tyler Meredith is correct. Kelsey Finch, there it is. 1977, right. broke a 99 yard. There's Dalton. Dalton missed. That's two weeks in a row. Dalton's been like uh, five seconds too late. Yeah, like five seconds too late. So Tyler Meredith wins. Uh, message me, Tyler. I'll message you, and uh, and I'll get that to you. So episode 13's in the books. No, it's not yet, Luke. Why? You haven't announced a winner to oh, do yet. I haven't. That's right. Uh, you you got all the votes. All right. He got all the votes. My so. back's going to be hurting for another week. So, right. Hey, hey, come back when you're not tired, Corbin. Let's really duel this out. Spur, two-time. i got to get a jersey with a number two. Two-time dual champion. For you know what? I'll have a gimmick and be wearing some kind of fancy costume. Yeah, we finally got like, let's see, one, two. We got like. 
don't know. Four, yeah, we got well, we got like four or five Kelsey Finch finally, but <laughs> but Tyler Meredith, he got it. Yeah, message me, I'll get that to you, Dalton. Man, two weeks in a row, like the second too late, man. All right, episode thirteen in the books. We'll have it up on uh, on Spotify and all that good stuff tomorrow. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for commenting. I know it's late. We got started later than normal. But, Be uh, sure to like, share, subscribe. Like, share, follow, subscribe. You can follow the Vault Daddy on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Someone come Facebook. take this belt from me. I'll take it from you next week. Right. <laughs> I'm going to bed, though. <laughs> I heard that. All right, thank y'all. We will catch you all next week. Go balls. Go balls. <laughs>